Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. Today's episode is why speaking up can land you more business. I'm here with Lance Psycho, and I am the other host, Alex Gore. Well, he's not Pella Luxury today. I'm I not. am, though. Representing. I am not. I'm representing Revit Rocket Ship. Yes, you are. Because my kids are into rocket ships. I'm into rocket ship. Reading a, a space book. Awesome. Reba's reading a space book. Man. This is about Revit, not about rocket ships. So. Okay. But that's okay. Yeah. That's what a lot of you are into. If you're into, yeah. check it out. Uh, basically, it helps you model uh, to mimic construction. It's a great way to get everyone on your team on the same page. It's a great uh, refresher in a different way of thinking. If you uh, are somewhat experienced, if you are new, the a year into Revit, you need to get this. It's going to change your life forever. RevitRocketship.com. Go try it out. Money back guaranteed. This episode is also brought to you by ArcCat. As more and more businesses and tenants demand green design in their buildings, lead certification is more important than ever. And while ArcCat is known for being red, they can help you go green. ArcCat provides thousands of lead reports from building product manufacturers on how their products can help you make the green choice. That's right. For your project, head over to arccat.com and find the information you need for lead. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. And last, but certainly not least, never least, Pella Luxury. You have never experienced a brand like this before. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of the industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating and the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another they don't push me on the limits they set them explore pellaluxury.com forward slash the firm that's pellaluxury.com forward slash the firm today back to you gore lance why can speaking up land you more business because i got a we got an email uh from a prospective client who heard us speak up uh, both of us. So um, I, I failed to pull up the uh, the article here, but it doesn't matter. And that is, uh, uh, we spoke about this on the last week's episode about um, uh, the, the after the Marshall wildfire in Boulder County, the uh, Boulder County basically decided to do something about it and update their codes. Yeah, and it was like the building uh, building officials. Uh, board. It wasn't the zoning yes. board. It was some other kind of board. Yep. It was the board. And basically that what that board normally meets for is that if you want to challenge or do something different that the code allows, you can go to that board and they can approve it or not. They're also the board that votes on when to update to the newest codes. So the building official was basically saying, we want to amend these codes and adopt those as amendments into our standards. Uh, Lance and I went off. We told you about like, I think I complained about how boring it was and how I could barely tolerate myself in that. <laughs> but essentially, uh, we spoke up and we spoke up because it's it's an existential threat, this overreach, um, because it can really gum up the system. 
And one thing that Lance said, and he'll probably, if you scroll down, you can read your own quote from yourself. He's pulling up the daily camera here, which is a local newspaper. Yep. And at the bottom, all the way at the bottom here. And I quote, go ahead. Oh, me. Architect Lance Psycho of Longmont asked the county why other methods of fire mitigation aren't being pursued as well to protect homes from fires such as the Marshall Fire, which started in the grasslands and spread throughout subdivisions. Quote, me. <laughs> That's where I was going to. You know what? And, and eat your heart out, Tucker, because I was watching the other day, Tucker Carlson, you were like, we're not going to quote ourselves. I'm going to quote myself. Quote, why aren't we doing prescribed burns and why aren't we moving mowing more often because it is not even arguable an arguable counterpoint that the open space is contributing to f- the fuel of these fires, asked Psycho with F9 Productions, Inc. Board member Stephen Titus said the ignition-resistant materials can help prevent fires, but he also acknowledged Psycho's concerns for additional mitigation tactics. So, uh, go ahead. Well, basically, the story that I got from you, which was great, was, hey, I got a call, and this guy saw our comments and read the article about the fire mitigation. And it could have gone either way, like, why do you guys hate saving lives? <laughs> <laughs> Go first, babies, whatever. Yeah, but essentially, yeah. he was on the same page as you. And the story that was interesting was that the federal government came out. Yeah. So he was uh, so thrilled. And so this was a fire victim. Um, you know, his house burnt down. His wife's, he and his wife's house burnt down there in Louisville from this Marshall wildfire. So that's why he was so interested in it. Uh, but we he, later on, you know, we had about a half hour conversation and in a phone call, and he said, um, you know, he's looking at us. Uh, we actually have a meeting next week, and that's kind of the point of this whole episode. Plus, this part is, a, hopefully, he'll pick us as his architect. But the interesting part to me was he he said, oh yeah, and the big wigs from Washington are here today, and the bureaucrats or whatever he called them, um, the elites, something like that. It was it wasn't like a pleasant a, a pleasant way it was a like, derogatory way i was like i laughed and he laughed whatever and he goes yeah and you know what i did he said i just can't thank you enough for what you said during that during that meeting that public hearing um i actually sent your quote over to those guys because i feel like i've been taking crazy pills <laughs> because i have because no one he's like he's like i feel like i'm the only person talking about this open space and like doing something about it in the kind of ways you were talking about. And he's like, so thank you so much for saying something. I sent your quote onto them because I wanted to show that it wasn't just me. Yep. That like literal design professionals, construction professionals, building related professionals are saying or speaking up. Yeah. And what's, what's great about that is like you have credentials to his name, to your name. So it's not like he's just voicing this concern. Yeah. He has backup. Uh, also though, what I heard through you through the grapevine was basically the Washington, we'll just call them DC officials, like view this area oh, area yes. as still rural. Rural. And there's five million people in Colorado, not that that's a large number, but the majority of them are concentrated along the I-25 front range corridor. So like three million of them are on one road, <laughs> one highway going up might and down. Be, it might even be honestly more than three million. Like literally could be four. 80, 90% of the population yeah. is along this corridor. Yep. And basically some of the discussion from them is like, yeah, buildings should be set 50 feet apart, mm-hmm. which again is just like a, a harebrained central planning solution that actually doesn't even solve the problem because, hey, buildings in the woods are set far apart. That doesn't stop them from lighting on fire. Yeah. You know, like, that's a good point. It, 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 that literally does not stop them. That's a really good point. One bit. Yeah. Um, and then also it, it's, We'll do this and then we'll decry why there isn't affordable housing. Like, 
come on. Let's let's put two and two together yeah. here. Let, let's think about something. Yeah. Um, so the point I'm saying is that not only was it worth it because this actually is is essentially like picking up some steam just on a policy level. At least the voices are heard. At least other people know that you're saying that that you are thinking the same thing, which should reiterate that you need to speak up, that we need to speak up more. But side benefit, like total side benefit, we thought we never thought we'd get a client from this. Not uh, at all. Yep. And and I, I would say not at all because again, like even we thought we were in the minority about this. Our uh, opinions about the open space. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and this happened another time. We went up and we spoke against the the city. They wanted to retroactively apply new ordinances that they haven't even solidified yet. So just think about that. Like they're not even done with they're it. They're not even written in. They weren't voted on and then ratified into law by the mayor. Yep. Because then people would say, oh, when would this go into effect? Oh, last year. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you literally talking yeah. about? Yeah. I, um, and I don't know if we got any clients from there, but there was other building uh, people in there and other uh, citizens. And they came up to land. Well, at least me. I don't know. Maybe you too. This was a year and a half ago. And they're like, thank you for saying that. Like, it's actually longer than that, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we went in knowing that like, Ah, we might piss off the city. We might piss p- people off because we're going against um, a program, you know, just like uh, this fire thing. Like, oh, it's a program. People are behind this program. They put thought, question mark, and time into it. <laughs> um, so just want to encourage you that there's other people that literally see the incoherence and not enough people are calling it out. And you could get a, you could get a client out of it, yep. believe it or not. And well, I'll keep you posted on that. So my meeting with uh, he with him is uh, next Tuesday. I'm ex- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do my best uh, to put on a great dog and pony, and and um, hopefully we'll sign him. And then next Friday we'll say, look at that. Yep, proofs in the pudding. Building cost update. Yay! We should have a this should be a segment at this point. <laughs> yes. So this is from a client in Arizona which is different from Colorado, maybe different from where you're at. Uh, but a quote, they're looking to do a house. They're getting quotes. Now, is this, sorry, did you say this, from a, this is from a potential client or client? Potential. Oh, okay. Sorry. Got it. Um, so they are getting estimates from builders in the area so they can forecast how much their building is going to cost, how yeah. big it should be, blah, blah, blah. And this is what they sent to me. A year or so ago, building costs were 190 to 30 to 230 per square foot. Today I am hearing 290 to 320. Wow, I'm even hearing more than that in Colorado, like that Louisville area, like four. It wasn't 420, but somewhere in the four. Yeah, area. Yeah, um, that is crazy because the low jumped a hundred dollars a square foot. Yeah, and then remember my rant about like gumming up the system and making things not work, even though people want houses. I remember this was probably way back. This was probably 10 years ago. 10 years ago, eh, yeah, you could feasibly on a larger scale do $100 a square foot. And I had that in my mind for so much until we built this oh, and God. it was $200 a square foot. Yeah. Now, think about if someone is planning and it literally took them three years and they were using numbers from there and they were planning their pro forma works at 200 a square foot and now it's 300 a square foot. Ouch. That's one third, Lance. If you know how to do math, I was trying to look up. Um, I was trying to look up a, a Peter Schiff, Schiff quote uh, be, uh, that he 
he tweeted the other day, and I, I think it was ah perfect. Here it is. So I've got it pulled up on the screen. If you're looking on, um, if you're looking on YouTube, there. March. Imp- Peter Schiff said this uh, two days ago. He's an economist and an investor, and I love the guy. March imports. Uh, March import prices surged 2.6 percent on the month and 12.5 percent year over year, while export prices exploded 5.5 percent on the month and 18.8 percent year over year. Since the latter is more reflective of domestic cost. It is far more accurate. It is a far more accurate measure of U.S. inflation than the 8.5 percent revealed by a highly manipulated CPI, Consumer Price Index, in, in, in Dex. So basically, he's saying year over year exports are up 18.8. Wow. So that's, and if you caught, uh, I did a special Wednesday episode with my wife Marilyn, who talked about how the infl- how uh, interest rates will. Uh, be affecting the housing market, which then affects everybody because the housing market's so big in the United States as far as part of the economy. Uh, the conclude one of the conclusions was like, oh yeah, real estate is increasing by twenty percent year over year. Last year it did, so like that's a, real estate is typically one of the best benchmarks for what the real rate of inflation is. And here we are. Yep. So I think I think that's what 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 it is in the end. Um, Cool. Good stuff, Al. Uh, let me get back to the outline here. What do we got You're next? shot at Monday morning coffee. No, no, no. Bro. We got a LinkedIn thing. Oh, sorry. So I wanted to run this by Al and see what he thought. Okay. Um, Cole Chestnut has been a former guest on Monday morning coffee inside the firm. Go check out that episode. What a name. Cole yeah. Chestnut. It's real, too. He wow. is great. Follow him on LinkedIn. He's funny. Uh, he's got a really unique sense of humor, and he makes memes and videos, and I really love the guy. You have to be with that name. Exactly. So his he posted this a couple of days, five days ago, and I found it pretty exciting. Um, it's an email template. So the email template that goes out along with my estimates helps me win about 80% of my proposals, even without me going to meet any of these customers in person before. Proposal message template. Here it goes. Customer, you should have received an email a few minutes ago from DocuSign with a contract to sign online. If that did not come through, check your spam folder and you can click here to view the document online. Currently, my next available start time is day slash time. And then he says, please understand that if I have penciled you in my schedule, that does not hold the scheduled slot. If you want to confirm the slot, you need to promptly sign the contract and send the down payment before another customer does. Of course, you can shop around for prices from other contractors. We can negotiate details. You can take your time to decide. However, if time is of the essence, if you wait, you may Lose the schedule availability, and the service will likely cost more later. Feel free to contact me with any questions or comments. Thanks. Yeah, I like it. At first, uh huh. At first, I thought the last two, where <coughs> of course you can shop around for prices, and then however, uh, time is of the. I almost thought they were like unnecessary. Because, and but now I like it. Like I like it overall. I like it overall. Um, I like the last part the best. However, time is of the essence. If you want, I I think you could delete. I'm with you, Al. I think you could delete this part. I think you could. I think you can actually. I'm not even saying you said that, but I'm just saying you yep. could delete the part that says, "Of course, you can shop around." What if it just said? What if it it just went from? Please understand that if I penciled you in my schedule, that it does not hold a scheduled slot. If you want to confirm that slot, you need to promptly sign the contract and send the down payment before another customer does. Time is of the essence. If you wait, you may lose the scheduled availability, and the service will likely cost more later. I like it like that. Yep. Yep. I, well, here's what I would Sorry, do. I would not let you interrupt me. I know. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> send a down payment before an, a, another customer does. 
Um, you can take, eh, go back. Sorry. You can take your time to decide, you know, or something like, feel free to take your time to decide. However, time is of the essence. So like keep that, keep you. Oh, okay. So like, okay. So, so here's what Al thinks. I'm just going to do one more time. Um, if you want to, if you want to confirm the slot, that slot, you need to promptly sign the contract and send the down payment before any customer, any, before another customer does. You, you can, can you can take course. you can of course take your time to decide. However, time is of the essence. If you wait, you may lose the scheduled availability. I love that so much. Cole, we're stealing your stuff. Stolen. Consider okay. it stolen. I'm actually not joking. Like I'm gonna add this to my email templates in a certain way. Yeah, if we could get our email figured out. Ah, don't even trigger me. Okay. Well, we have a new segment. <laughs> I'm serious. It's called Your Shot of Monday Morning Coffee. Oh, so we're gonna get I know. Like an espresso shot. Exactly. So uh, we've had some wonderful guests, and I just want to give the audience a preview of some of them and some of the best parts that I thought um, from their uh, from from their from their interviews with me. Um, so what I'm about to play here is a uh, an excerpt from Brian Clayton's interview. Brian is the CEO and co-founder of GreenPal, and uh, his episode is going to air on May second, 2022. So in about three or four weeks from today. Today is the April 15th. Uh, so here we go. I just want to, I, I asked him what his take is on the economy with inflation like we just talked about. Maybe uh, kind of want to pivot here um, over to the economy as it stands today. So, you know, the inflation numbers just came out at 8.5%. I would love your take on where do you think we go from here as as business owners with this kind of inflation, um, you know, at our heels? It's challenging. Uh, one of my favorite books is uh, the, ha- the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen Covey. One thing he talks about in that book is your, your circle of concern and your circle of influence. So circle of concern is a big circle, and then in the middle is your circle of influence. So a circle of concern would be um, the war in Ukraine, uh, Fuel prices going up, inflation almost hitting double digits, uh, the midterm elections coming up. This is in your circle of concern. These are things you're concerned about. You're monitoring them. You're aware of them. And then inside that circle is a much smaller circle. It's your circle of influence. And uh, that's the circle in which you can act. That's the circle in which you can literally do something about it. And so his point in the book is not necessarily not worry about the circle of concern, but to really just focus all of your time on the circle of influence, what you can do. So, so if, so if you're, you're worried about inflation um, and, and so what's in the circle of concern of inflation? Well, well, maybe it's uh maybe it start, start to aggressively reduce your burn and pay down debt. Maybe it's look for ways to, to cut the fat out of the business. Uh, maybe you're worried about a recession coming and And, and so you, you understand that if revenue gets chopped by 40%, you may not be able to, to meet all of your obligations. Maybe it's starting to really look at headcount and you know, there's two or three people that you're keeping on that, might not necessarily be pulling their weight. And rather than wait until you can't make payroll, let's make those cuts today. Um, this is the circle of influence. These are the, this, these are the things you can do today rather than sitting here like, you know, like me sometimes getting pissed off that inflation's at seven and a half percent. It's like, okay, what can I actually do in this little circle? And, and, and in his book, he talks about as you act in that little circle, it gets bigger. Uh, your options grow. And, and so that's how, that's how I look at it. It's like, let's be proactive about these things. We know inflation being high is not good. Um, and what can we do today inside of our circle of influence to prepare for it? And a lot of times that, 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 that re- results back to 
looking for ways to tighten up, run a more efficient shop, uh, looking for that that head count that isn't necessarily pro, uh, providing ROI, uh, and and looking for ways to retire maybe some of your obligations and debt. Maybe you have a piece. Maybe you have a vehicle that you aren't using all the time. Maybe you can sell it. You know things like that. Um, is how is how I look at it and, and how I try to get out in front of it because I've 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 woken up one morning and not been able to make payroll. I don't want to do that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> such good advice. That was great. So what I love is we've already been harping on some of these, mm-hmm. doing an assessment of all your subscriptions and payments and seeing what you can reduce, things like that. Um, it is technically you probably could get another vehicle not doing it. Same thing with me, just waiting with the vehicles that we have. Totally fine. Oh, totally fine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to pay for the inflated. It, it, I don't want to pay for the inflated prices anyway. Yeah. It's, it's, it makes zero sense for me to buy a new vehicle. Like I'm with you. Let's just be done. It'll work for now. we got to get through this next recession. It's coming. Yep. So I agree. Think about all those things. Yeah. Just another person kind of reinforcing kind of like, uh, like what we said earlier about, uh, if you feel alone, well, hopefully you find somebody who has a like-minded voice. Um, if you feel alone, I, I think it'll maybe help reinforce or give you a good, uh, console like that potential client has for us. The other thing that I think we're missing was the part at the beginning circle of concern versus circle of yeah. influence. I took a weekly social media and news break. Elon's buying Twitter, Al. Did you know that? <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. Only that you texted me at 6 a.m. and said, F your it's news break. It's such big news. You ha- I, come on. I was like, come on. Like, one of the biggest Elon fan on the planet, Al Gore. Al, yes. Al Elon Gore. I couldn't not tell him. Exactly. Um, all the, I, I want to report like... I have had a way more productive week. He has way. been more positive too. Like I've just noticed Al and Calm like... Just good. Yep. Just good. Um, and somehow I do need to, now that I'm out of this, like I was going to actually cut out Twitter. Now that Elon's buying it, so I hear. If he buys it, we'll see. If he buys it, like, yeah, yeah I might I might say on it. But how to reduce the amount of information in the circle yeah. of concern and only keep the amount of information of the circle of influence. So again, like how are my news feeds directed towards the stuff that I can influence? Architecture, planning, zoning, blah, blah, blah. His company, his family, et cetera. Yep, yep. And, and his beard. My beard, exactly. And then <laughs> limit limit the area of concern and stuff because there are way too many people, probably including myself, that have a voice in stuff they know nothing about and it just adds on to this pile. It's noise. It, it's noise and then you get someone else riled up oh, and, yeah. and then you, you don't realize like, I'm talking to a moron yeah. who can put... Words and sentences and what together. And what a waste of your precious, precious life. And here's one of the realizations that's huge is that there are some people that say stuff that is so stupid that you cannot comprehend <laughs> what they're saying because you don't know how they could say something I know. so stupid. It's so unfathomable to you. That they can put together a coherent sentence yeah. with multiple points backing up their stupid point. That is a tax on on your brain. And I just want to thank Mark Buck Zuckerberg for putting me on a timeout from Facebook. I have 21 days left on my current ban. Thank He's you. doing it for your own good. Yeah. He's like, give yourself a break. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, another voice I haven't heard from for a while, but I am so thankful we are about to hear from. Here is Nick with Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. Most of us are forgetting that from the beginning of our life, we are approaching death. Life is absurd, but you can fill it with ideas. With enthusiasm, you can fill your life with joy. 
When you're in the mountains, you find out who you really are. Any mistake I make, it could be death. And when it comes to that moment, you want to survive. You want to live. I climb so I can live every moment of my life. Nirmal Persia from the 14 Peaks documentary. Toodles. What an amazing documentary. What everyone should watch that. Everyone should also watch the album. Okay, which one do you watch in order though? Like, if you had to pick, what order do you do it in? Do you do Alpinist first or 14er? I did it the opposite way. I think, why do you think the Alpinist first? Because uh, I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but like the feeling you get from the Alpinist at the end, it might be negative. And I think the feeling at the end of the 14er is inarguable that it will be a positive feeling. And that, that quote is a perfect reflection of that. Yes. That's why. Yep. Like, don't end on a sour note. Yep. And, you know, they're both about mountains. They're completely and different. solitude and, and, like, struggle. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's, can, yeah. Can, both of them are crazy. Both of them are cool. Watch it. I think that the 14 Peaks has, like, that quote, that quote. Because, basically, when you're watching that and you're hiking up crazy mountains that, like, oh, no one does this. Like, no one does this. Um, every step is a struggle for oxygen for life. And he's like, every step I'm living life to the fullest because you're trying to choose life. I love it so much. Like there's just very powerful things in that, in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, alrighty. What have we got next? Let's bring down the crew for ARE Jeopardy. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Question number one. Uh, Space, as in like, not space, but (laughs) the spacing. Space control joints in exposed concrete at what interval on center? Is it A, 5 to 10 feet? B, every 200 square feet? C, 15 to 20 feet? Or D, every 100 square foot? Oh, right. You picked a highlighter to write with. You, there is, we have an office full of pens and markers. Okay, A, C, 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 C. Majority of you are correct. Question number two. A built-up beam is understood to be what? Is it A, timbers set on edge with a steel plate in between? B, gluing two or more plywood on each side of sawn or LVL flanges. C, beams predisposed to weightlifting. D, (laughs) keep it together. Keep it together. They don't know. D, multiple uh, dimension lumber on edge secured to one another. Quiet. Mm -hmm. Radio silence. Literally. A, timber set on edge with a steel plate in between, or B, gluing two or more plywood on each side to sawn or LVL flanges. All right, time's up. D, D, B, D. Okay, so some B, gluing two more pieces of plywood. Um, No, that's a box beam. Okay. Uh, Timbers 
uh, with a steel plate in the middle is flitch plate. D, multiple pieces of dimension lumbered secured to one another is a built-up beam. There we go. What do we got? Two. Dos, dos, uno, uno. What? what? Uh, question my, three, my, sir. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, number three, I'll cut that out. Uh, <laughs> an area of refuge is designed to do what? A, keep individuals, to keep individuals unable to exit a building safe during a fire. B, as a designated area outside for waste and recycling that could be accessed by garbage slash recycling trucks. C, as an interior area for waste and recycling. D, as an area where leaves can be composted. <clears throat> what do you think? The whole thing? Yeah. An area, number three, an area of refuge is designed to do what? A, to keep individuals unable to exit a building safe during a fire. B, as a designated area outside for waste and recycling that could be accessed by garbage slash recycling trucks. C, as an interior area for waste and recycling. D, as an area where leaves can be composted. We have uh, A, B, B. The correct answer is A. E, absolutely. That is a real, a real thing. Yeah, because like the stairwells, they can make it so they're like, uh, yeah, two hour rated from fire, and then the like, like like uh, smoke towers, meaning like smoke can't enter them, or at least be a lot less, so you can hang out. And they are you question? Yeah, <laughs> you got it. Number, f what do we got for scores? Two, two, two. Okay. Wow. Number four, an architect carries what? To help protect against any lawsuits arising from mistakes in the drawings. Is it A, product and completed operations insurance? B, general liability insurance? C, professional liability insurance? D, workers' compensation insurance? What do we pay too much money for every year? Yeah, C, yeah, C, B, C. Correct answer is C. We got a tie? Three. All right, IT Mark, come on down. When setting up Google Mail, should you? <laughs> should you waste your whole morning setting up Google Workspace? All right, we are looking for two numbers, and you got to write it down and show it to me. Per the IVC, the height of a handrail shall fall within what range of heights above the finished floor elevation? Oh, that looks good. Jason's got it. The answer is 34 to 38 inches. We just usually put it right in the middle at 36. Beautiful. Where are we going to eat? Jeepies. Hefe's. Yay. I had I had runs of last week. It was terrible. I'm not yeah. joking. I was like, I don't believe this is as bad as Al says. He was right. Thank you. Uh, if you like this More episode, you know. yeah. If you like this episode, please uh, leave us a comment, subscribe, uh, follow us on YouTube. We will see you next week.